Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Sane. I'm your host, Nicole. Today I want to talk about, you know, what the value is of surrounding yourself with people um, who have the same goals or same beliefs or same values as you. When you're struggling to reach a goal, whether it's, you know, achieving a higher degree or learning a new skill or, you know, taking up a uh, hobby or learning to diet or otherwise known as a lifestyle change, um, whatever it is your your goals are, whatever you're trying to do, when you don't surround yourself with people who support that goal, who understand that goal, who empathize with what it takes to make that dream a reality, you are so much less likely to achieve that goal. It does not mean you are not enough alone. It does mean you have to work so much harder than if you had support, people lifting you up, people encouraging you, people mentoring you, people reminding you that they too have been where you're, where you are. And this too shall pass no matter what it is. When you have a, that common denominator with someone, you feel validated, you feel seen, you feel heard, and you feel encouraged. Think about, you know, the military. I don't know how many of the listeners are familiar with the military, but you know, you succeed and fail as a unit when you go through basic training. So you're only as strong as your weakest link. If you have someone who is a complete screw up all the time, then your unit, your squad, your platoon, whatever, you know, branch you're in, whatever they call it is not going to be as successful because one of those people the one that is, again, determining how strong you are because you are only as strong as your weakest link is not on board with you. They're not a team player. They don't understand hard work. They don't, they aren't as committed as you. But when you are surrounding yourself with people who are at that same level of commitment, who are working towards that same goal, who are joining together and, you know, taking all of their collective strengths, their skills, their assets, and pulling those resources in to achieve one huge goal, then you are more likely to succeed because of having brought in those extra people that, that support system, those people who have walked the walk, those people who have lived it, those people who have been there, or in this case, this example, those people who also want to achieve, who also want to reach for something bigger and better than themselves or where they currently are. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what your goal is, what you're striving to attain, uh, what your hopes are, what your dreams are. If you have a cheering section that is loud and proud of you and encouraging and positive and mentoring and, um, experienced, you have all you need to, you know, really go for it that, you know, that final push. It seems like when we're so close to our goal, it, that last little bit, it's just so much harder. 
I know, you know, when I start a book, it's super easy. It's flowing real easy and I'm having a good time writing it. And, you know, it's, it's like a joy. But when I get to those last couple chapters, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, cause at this point I've, I'm 20,000 words in, so I'm not going to turn around and stop. But those last 5,000 words are like a pain. They're hard. But when you have a cheering section, people who are sharing in your belief, people who appreciate your perspective, people who want to see you succeed, you know, that spirit, that camaraderie, that love, that support, it carries you through. And, you know, even though my support system is not made up of people who have ventured into the writing business, my support system is made up of people who have all tried something new and, you know, went out on a limb and really put themselves out there. And so they can speak from experience. Uh, those people have not only been mentored, but now are mentoring. Those people have received cheer, received support, received encouragement, and now they're giving that same. You know, it's kind of like the pay it forward motto, except for it's really a recipe for success. If you want to achieve your goal, you have to surround yourself with like-minded folks. However, conversely is also true. If you have this hope, uh, but it's not really a dream, you're not really willing to work at it, nothing's coming to fruition, you need to take a look around you and see what you're surrounding yourself with. Are you surrounding yourself with, you know, as an example, again, I go back to dieting just because it's such a black and white example. But if you uh, are trying to change your lifestyle and have a healthier eating habit, is it beneficial for you to work at Dunkin' Donuts? Mm, I think not. Or if you're trying to achieve that goal, is it beneficial for you to surround yourself with people who only want to eat out and only want to eat greasy fast food places? Mm, probably not. I don't care what McDonald's says. Those salads are not as healthy as you would want them to be. And again, this is, you know, coming from experience. When I was wanting to take up exercising, I've shared before in podcasts in the past about, you know, my desire to try Zumba when I, when I first started back in 2011, 2012. And I surrounded myself with people who had been there, who had never tried Zumba before and gave it a whirl. People who had not been, you know, great at exercising and suddenly took this up, this passion. And I surrounded myself with people who believed in me. Um, you know, one of my, uh, Zumba trainers, uh, Maria, uh, she had such a positive outlook on everybody's ability to be like, you know, Beto from, he's the creator of Zumba and to inspire people and inspire the crowd and encourage people and lift them up and help them see that, you know, it's a party. It's just dancing. It's having a good time. And you just happen to be also sneaking in a little squats or sneaking in a little bit of, you know, lifting with your body weight or sneaking in some cardio, but 
it's really a party. I mean, that's what that they were founded on is the idea that it was a party. So when I was surrounding myself with those kind of people, suddenly I thought I too can do this. If I had continued to surround myself with people who did not exercise, didn't have a positive attitude, you know, were naysayers about the opportunity, then chances of my finding success were pretty slim because, you know, as much as we hate to admit it, we are who we surround ourselves with. And if you don't like who you are, you really need to take stock of who you're surrounding yourself with. If you are wanting more from life, better from life, that's going to start with, you know, how you spend your time, where you spend your energy. And that would include the people you surround yourself with. So, you know, I've talked in the past about my passion for, you know, really trying to see the silver lining, the opportunity, the possibility, as opposed to the probability in things. And I have really turned myself around there. And as a result, I naturally started shedding that excess baggage of people who were Debbie Downers, negative Nelsons brought me down. And, you know, those people who were always complaining about life, complaining about their husbands, their children, their jobs, whatever. And when I did that, I started filling those holes with people who shared my philosophy. Uh, Same thing for marriage. You know, marriage is hard work. Doesn't matter who you're married to. I don't care how fantastic they are. And for the record, I'm always singing my husband's praises. It doesn't matter how fantastic he is. Marriage is work and it takes effort and continuous effort. And it, you know, you have to pour into it and you get out of it what you put into it. So when you water that grass, you get green grass. When you water that relationship, it flourishes. But when you ignore it, it dries up. It doesn't grow anymore. And uh, that can be said about anything in life. When I started surrounding myself with women who also treated their husbands the way I was treating mine, meaning sharing in their goodness, you know, praising them, you know, being thankful for them, singing their praises loud and proud, you know, it was suddenly um, very commonplace and comfortable. And it was second nature to do those things. It was no longer uh, something I had to really focus on. I was able to seamlessly do these things with what, you know, appeared to be, you know, a natural reaction, but that was a trained thing. I had to train myself to be positive and see see the good because, you know, we all at times are not as uh, loving as we would like to be or as we hope to be. You know, we all have moments where we're frustrated, you know, whether something wasn't going right or we couldn't figure something out or it wasn't working or maybe money was a little too tight and bills were a little too big. Whatever it was, you know, that that frustration can carry over into your personal relationships, your professional relationships, and it overall impacts your attitude. But when you're surrounding yourself with people who you know what it's like, have been there, you know, if you've got somebody on your side who says, hey, I remember the days when I didn't have two dimes to rub together 
and you know, you share that experience, suddenly it doesn't feel shameful. Suddenly it feels like part of the process. And, you know, I, I exactly said this to my daughter and her fiance, actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, they were talking about, you know, their plans. They want to buy a new bed, but they really, you know, cannot afford a headboard and a footboard and like the whole bed set yet. And I said, Hey, daddy and I went 20 years with just, a." a mattress, a box spring, and a bed frame. We didn't have a headboard. We didn't have a footboard. We didn't have a bedroom set. We had just pieces of furniture here and there. And, you know, there really was no design to our room. And that was a choice we made. We could have put money there, but we felt like we would be happier putting money in the common areas and nobody sees our bedroom but us and we're okay with not having a headboard and a footboard so we didn't waste any money there but when we could comfortably afford it sure we indulge but first we paid our dues in the 20 years of no headboard no footboard no fancy bed set and you know when I was relating this suddenly it's not as shameful, you know, because when people have to admit they can't afford something, they, for whatever reason, feel like embarrassment, maybe a little shame, but we all have seasons in life where we just started out, where we can't afford things. I don't care who you are. You know, the, the number of people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth are far fewer than the number of blue collar workers who really have to work at achieving goals, saving, uh, acquiring things, building, building a home, building a life. And, you know, that all starts with, you know, ramen noodles and hamburger helper. And I've told y'all stories in the past about that. Um, and so, yeah, we don't need hamburger helper anymore, mostly because, you know, Dan has banned it from the house, but we, we remember those days. We recall what it was like. And, because of that, we can mentor from a position of experience. And so when people are surrounding themselves with us, they know that this is someone who's been there, who's done that and can cheer you on and help you achieve your goals in a way that is uh, manageable. So as you're going through the week, I want you to think about how you can relate to somebody who's on the struggle bus and how you can do community better with them and how you can be a source of encouragement. And while you're doing all that, make today so awesome that tomorrow gets jealous. Have a good one, everybody.